come on over here. Come on through this, motherfucker. You got surprised because below this t-shirt, there, mm. there is everything. Oh hello, 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 my kits and caboodles. This is the lady, the cat, Couture, coming to you live from the litter with my socialites. And this is the cocktail social. Hello, socialites. Going on. How you doing? How you doing? Mm-hmm. I do like Wendy Williams. I, I'm, even though she a gossip queen and she all she messy as all fuck. And she, 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 she shaped a little. She shaped a little differently, but I still like her. I love her personality. So yeah, she shaped. They said she was shaped like an uppercase P. I couldn't do no more. <laughs> Who said you said an uppercase P? Uppercase P. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> that's horrible. <laughs> I never said that, Wendy. This is not me. I never said that. You my girl, honey. She claim it herself. She claim it. It's them titties. Them titties be setting her up. But if I had, I would get titties too. But I don't want my own titties. I want somebody else's titties. Mm. Yes. Mm. Mazel, where you at? I'm here. Oh. My wine glass went missing. I'm pretty sure I know who got it. Mm. She about to be some ass. Nate, because that's what he do. Stealing shit. I do not. First of all, why <laughs> you Nate got your shit. <laughs> I'm a clean eater now. I don't eat those types of things anymore. I don't digest those things. Mm-hmm. You keep on saying what you don't digest, but we know what you did. On that note, I'm gonna take a sip. Is that an invitation? Because oh. I'm busy. <laughs> I'm busy. Mm-mm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize. Mister <laughs> <laughs> Gilmore, what's been going on? I know that. What's been going on with you? Tell me something good. Oh no, I've been working, chilling, making this week. Mm, these Not questions the questions that y'all sent me this week were absolutely phenomenal I loved every especially the one so I'm going to start with your questions to, today you are out of control let me just let y'all know <laughs> Ooh, he, well Thank he you. is he, the, the what do you prefer questions were, Those were <laughs> no, I, was, I was like um <laughs> But, and and I'm I'm gonna gag you because I'm gonna have a response for all of every last one of them. I but, know you do. You First know, of all, happy Gemini season! Yay! Yes. Oh, you know it's a full moon tonight in Gemini. It sure is. So for all Looking my Gemini's, is y'all is y'all gonna be freaky tonight? Shit, I don't even know. I'm 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 glad to even be able to keep my eyes open because I was sleepy as shit earlier. Well, we having a. Uh, you were just the cocktail me. social. Huh? Yes, we are. Gemini too? Who, me? Yeah, I'm a Gemini. June 20th. Oh. We having an uh, after uh, party that's going to be basically a Gemini uh, get together. So one of my twins <laughs> will be there. So that means I got to like strip and get naked and shit. I don't know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Now, no. do y'all want so she said, okay. <laughs> now, do you want that socially distanced or do you want that up club? Up socially distanced with your camera off, Blue. 
I mean, thank you. Thank you. Blue ball coming to party like, hey. <laughs> I mean, since you said, and I am a Leo with a Gemini rising. So, Actually, you know, I'm a Gemini with a Leo rising. So, it's something special. It, it, it is. So, you know what that means. You know, I'll bust up in the room and give you something you can feel. Oh, shit. I think mine is Scorpio. <laughs> I just ordered a new crystal today, so I'm happy about that. It's hey, where you order your crystals from? I'll send you the site because I can't pronounce okay, because it. Because I've been like, <laughs> I'm like big stones, uh-huh. and so like I know. But like, I wanted a small one. I don't really like them, well, I was going to take some of them and put them in my garden. So I okay. didn't want to put like too many small ones out there because I'd never find them again. But you know, just like some nice size crystals to put out there. I ordered a nice piece of uh, citrine. Um, that's a fire stone. Oh, which is very important. It is said to be very important for Gemini's in this season that they have a piece. So I went and got some. Mm. Uh, and yellow. Yep. And yellow is my favorite color. So uh I love yellow. A lot of people don't like yellow, but I love I it. love yellow. That is my favorite color. It makes me happy every time I see it. Um and it's also the chakra that I'm currently working on. So and this is the season for that chakra. It is, it is very much so. It all ties together. So for the for the viewers, what chakra are we first of all? What are we talking about when we talk about chakra? I'm sorry, are we hungry here? We are yeah. on the air. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm glad I ain't say nothing incriminating in this world. <laughs> yeah, you can pick up the kilos on one of the You can pick them up in the alley over by the... <laughs> yeah, and I would be like, uh... uh I don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> the lies and shit just go dead. <laughs> Oh, um, so I want to ask you, what is the chakra that you're talking about? What's, the, what's that stone good for? Citrine. Uh, good God, it's good for everything. You know, it's the only stone that doesn't need to be cleaned. It cleanses itself and it keeps away negative energy, um, money, communication. I, you know... Gemini is one of the things why this one is so important because Gemini's are always looking for balance. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those stones that definitely balances out things. I know I'm a person that always needs balance. Like even when I got my first tattoo, it was like I wasn't right until I got the other one because I needed one on the other side. And you know, it it was I, it's just everything I do always has to have some form of balance. <laughs> but um yeah, citrine is going to be super, super helpful with that. I, I cannot say that I am the authority on that. <laughs> I, I, I've definitely been talking to some amazing women who in our community, um, in the artist community in Baltimore, they do wonderful work and they have been doing some incredible free teaching. You know, they're not even charging for this knowledge. So you can Google it, but it's always good to go to somebody just to kind of a, uh, you know, that's also part of my balance. You told me, but now I need to go fact check. But uh, <laughs> I'm on here. I'm doing that. I'm looking it up right now. 
Um, citrine. It's a yellow stone. It's um like yellow, but it's clear you at the bottom. At yeah. It's um, it can also come in a very dark honey color. The one I'm getting is almost a honey color. I um, have the citrine that color too. And the reason why I chose that one is because supposedly the minerals in there are good at helping with breathing. And as y'all know, I have respiratory issues. And uh, it's supposed to help with balance of breathing and when you're feeling anxiety to help bring it down. Mm-hmm. So, uh, where, do you, where do you all suggest like getting stones from? Because I, I don't want, I've, I've always been nervous that somebody's bad energy will be on them. So I cleanse them even if you gotta you cleanse them yeah you gotta i think wherever you get it from you gotta cleanse pray i pray over everything yeah you know it's it's not even just saying grace i, I pray over my food i pray over everything that comes through me mm-hmm. <laughs> when i go to cvs and pick up my medication i pray over that I'm like all right lord you know? <laughs> <laughs> let this be a good bitch lord <laughs> come on now <laughs> relieve my pain <laughs> uh, oh my god so funny exactly though exactly. <laughs> so you are working on your solar plexus yep solar plexus your personal will yeah 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 and centering is for manifestation and communication which is a good thing for and it's a fire stone also, uh, actually which is really funny because you're an air sign. So it's mm-hmm. kind of that balance, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's interesting. That is really, really interesting. I remember when I first uh, got into stones and um, alternative spirituality with my, when my mom was alive and it was around, I, I came out at 20 and after I came out the closet to her, I was like, okay, I can finally go see her. I hadn't seen her for years. And so when I went to see her, she was living in Columbus, Ohio, and there was this place called Pearls of Wisdom. And I hope that place is still around because it's such it brings back such memories and it's such a um it's a really a wonderful place, but it's about spirituality, whole alternative spirituality. So if you wanted to go there, you get stones, you get, you know, um sage, you, you know, um all sorts of stuff. Um, and she gave me my first stone. The first stone that she ever gave me was an amethyst. Mm. And um, that was my first stone. That's yeah. A good one. yeah, it was a and that. And then the second stone she gave me was a rose quartz. And she said that you know this is because you are a loving person, and this stone will help you strengthen your heart so that it doesn't break so easily. So that was the first two stones that she gave me. And then afterwards, um, my favorite stone was an aqua aura, which is a blue stone, but it's kind it's um t- it's tinted with gold. So it gets this iridescent. Real pretty one. It's a blue stone. Yeah, and so the auras are those stones that have that shimmer, that kind of iridescent shimmer to them. But I started to really get into stones and then I kind of fell off. And so I think I'm going to get back into them. I know that I have a lot of them like tourmaline and obsidian and onyx and garnet. Garnet is a good passion stone um, and for, you know, sexuality and passion and lust. 
Um, I need more yellow stones. I need more yellow stones and I need more blue stones. I have a lot of green and a lot of black stones. Uh-huh. A lot of protective stones, you know, stuff like that. That's uh, good to have. So, oh, hey, hey, what's going on? A really good one to have is clear quartz. Absolutely. You can charge to be whatever stone you want. So, like, if you don't have, say, uh, um, hematite, then you can charge that to act as a hematite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a lot of hematite. Uh, rhododite is probably one of my favorites. Yeah, I got one of hematite, man. That, that is, rhododite has been probably the most useful for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely about love and trust. Mm. Again, you know, I've said it before on here that uh, I'm very good at giving love. I'm horrible at receiving love. Mm. Um, I really don't know how, but I know how to give it. And I give you everything I got. But when it comes to filling that back up, I'm not that great at it. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, uh, and people want to love me. And I and Mm-hmm. So you, I, I've learned how to make it look like I let them. Squat them off. <laughs> huh? Every demonon that I've ever come across. You squat them off. Mm-hmm. No, uh, Nate. Yeah, what you just said, absolutely. Every demonon in my family, and being one, that's I. I think that's the that's a bad trait, but is a it's just how we protect ourselves. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I know trust is the core. Mm-hmm. Of it, and um, and the fact that I don't know, we ain't going there. Never. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> <touched. laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> now we ain't going down this road. Oh no! By all means, go down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming to the light. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it's a good one because um, for the past, I, one of my questions is about unconditional love. But for the past year, that has come up quite a bit mm-hmm. um, in all of my conversations, and especially when I seem to have my rotodite on, it comes up even more. And it led to an epiphany for me was that growing up, I did I was not aware of what love looked like without condition. Mm-hmm. And um, because of that, I think that is why, you know, I, I give all of me, but I don't expect much from other people. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I'm, I never look for what I can get back or not even how I can receive the love. It's more like make sure I give the best love that I can, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even down to someone apologizing, like, you know, I'm like, oh, no, it's cool. <laughs> but, you know, I may need to let that person apologize for them, and I actually may need to hear it, and I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I don't expect it, so I don't look for it. Hmm. I'm glad that you segue, because that's going to bring us to our first cocktail question, which is, your love questions. Um, and so the one that actually, I, I love the first question that you asked. The question that he asked was, is unconditional love real? And the reason why I think um, I, I really, that question resonated with me is because I think honestly in my field, what I found is that people truly don't know what love is. 
Mm-hmm. They have an idea about it, but that idea is so unrealistic that when they don't receive it, when they don't actually get it, that's where the heartbreak and the disappointment happens because they have this vision of it, but that vision is perfect. But they're living in an imperfect world with real people that got real shit. So it's like, you know, when I listen to people and they're talking about love, what does that look like? I always am amazed at the conditions that they will start to state. Love is this. Um, If you love me, you do this. If it was real love, it would feel like this. If I hear it, it should sound like this. Um, It should smell like this. It's like this. It should be like this. I should feel like this. But that, to me, those are conditions. Real love, unconditional love, from the way that I interpret it, is beyond those conditions. Mm-hmm. It's loving you folks and all. Now, you can have a standard and everything and say, well, I don't, I don't want to mm-hmm. necessarily settle for this. I don't want to accept that. But love is beyond all of those types of conditions. And the reason why I say that is because I always think about being with me. I'm not a necessarily a monogamous person. I believe in polyamory, even though I'm <coughs> monogamous relationships. But the reality is, is that I, the reason why I am is because I know that unconditional love isn't something that's just unilateral. It's it's on me. It can go all in every direction. But a lot of times there's these conditions on love that People wind up miserable and alone. That's just my opinion, my interpretation. <clears throat> but I'm opening up the the the, the, the socials, the cocktail social. <laughs> so is so so the socials. <laughs> so is unconditional love real? Um, I think it's real so, until something happened that ain't that ain't what you want. <laughs> Say what? Say what? Say what you mean? You unconditional. You be like, yeah, I'm gonna love you, and this and the other, and then you know some crazy shit happen, and then all of a sudden you like, I ain't gonna be to deal with that. But see, I think we get that confused with I can love you but not accept you hurting me. That doesn't mean that I don't love you because I hold you accountable for. I think. That's part of love is holding someone accountable for what they're doing. Um, I think that shows love for yourself as well as for that other person when you hold someone accountable. Um, mm-hmm. But I, when I framed this question, it was it was more from because I think when we think love, we always think the romantic mm-hmm. part of it. We always think of just the relationship part of it, and um, or even the sexual end of it. Mm-hmm. But um, for me, I was thinking more of the fact that I don't know if anyone has ever seen Maya Angelou talk about who liberated her to love mm-hmm. and what that meant for her. And it made me really dig into it because it was when I realized it was when I was younger that I learned that love for me has become with conditions. Mm-hmm. That you love me if I'm doing this. You love me if I act like this. You love me if I do that. But I haven't seen it when I'm not acting in the way that you want. Mm. And, you know, I I don't think that that was the fault of anyone. I don't think that it was maliciously done. Mm-hmm. But it happened. So and now my, I have to learn it. <laughs> so my question mm-hmm. to you is, is that 
when someone, because you said that when you were framing the question that you were framing it from a perspective of, you any, know. Any relationship, any no, person. Yeah, yeah, I get that. But you were saying that love can be holding someone accountable. That That's love as well. So when someone does that to you, do you receive it that way? Do you receive it as it being loving? Do I? Uh-huh. Personally? Anybody. Yes. Oh, yeah. You know, um, again, and that goes back to the fact that I am I am good with being held accountable to my shit and owning to my shit because I always have been. Mm-hmm. But I don't hold others as accountable as I should. Oh. Hey Brandon. Hey. Hey boy. So I think that that's a, a I don't know, that's some shit that I just have to work through is the fact that you know, you can say all the bad shit I've done and that you need to work on that. But then if I was to sit and do that to you, then your dramatics are going to come into and you're going to act like I've just wounded you. And then I'm just going to shut down and I'm going to like, fuck it. So I just move on. <laughs> but, but they may be aware that that's what you're going to do. So that's why they act like Oh, that. absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and that I, I've become aware of too. Like you're, you're expecting now that I'm just going to say, all right, because if you put on this show, and you know I don't like them skits. That I'm just going to kind of be like, all right, fuck it. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's I think sometimes it's hard to be for me to be held accountable because I see the dumb shit that people do. So I I I, I don't normally do what I do because you're doing what you're doing. But it's hard for me to sometimes take people seriously and giving me critiques on what they want out of me or if they're checking me because normally it becomes a control thing and you're oh. saying these things because you want me to be who you want me to be versus oh. who I naturally am. So that's, that's why it's always been difficult for me to be. Oh yeah. That's <laughs> real Gemini shit. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a real Gemini stuff. Like so my question, so my question to you is, is that that sounds, it doesn't sound necessarily about love as it is about how one blends in a relationship. Yeah, but like y'all was t- what y'all was saying before, like what Jonathan said, it, it's something that happens to children when they realize love ain't just love, and it's it's conditional, or you love me because these things are going right, or you love me because you have to love me. It's it's legally obligated, but uh, it, that's that's when it changed for me because I start seeing, like you said. I started seeing the conditions that people have love, whether they're your grandmother or your best friend, like everything is conditional. And as you get older, you start realizing you don't love me because it's just in you. It's something that's, that's, that's stacking up the, the odds for you to be in love or loving me. So that's, that shit hard for me because it's just like, are you here because you want to be here or, or you love so- me? Now, my question is, is that I think that the thing about love is people can't differentiate it from like. So, no, I mean, okay, I I get I get that. I think I don't know. I feel like. It's another conversation that I'm having and maybe I didn't frame it correctly. Um, Because. It it may be more like when you first experienced real love. Okay. 
and it doesn't and like again it doesn't have to be romantic love like no. when you first experienced and you knew it was love and you knew that it was real and you knew that it didn't come with anything extra loved you just for being there just for being you and how did that kind of inform how you showed and deal with love moving forward it was a very yeah. vulnerable place and it was with someone that I think that because of the intensity of it, and it wasn't sexual, it was actually more like friendship, but it was like the true form of best friendship. It was like, you know, you talked, you were vulnerable, you talked, um, and you and you felt encouraged. You felt, even though you may have been weak, you felt strong. And so I think, and it was with a friend, it was a, it was a friend of mine, and I think it was the in my opinion, it was the first person that I actually truly loved. It was the extra person. It was the first person that I fell in love with. Um, they were not gay. They were not gay at all, and everything. But what made me love them was not necessarily a physical thing. We were never physical. We were never physically intimate. Physically intimate, but we were intimate. Mm -hmm. And intensity was something that I've always looked for because it was really genuine. Was authentic. And I think it frightened the both of us. It frightened me because I had never experienced that before. And it frightened him because it was no definition to it. It just, it was uncomfortably comfortable. Hmm. And comfortably mm -hmm. uncomfortable. So mm -hmm. it was like, it was that contradictory type thing where it's like, I know this, this, this. I'm not, I don't know if I'm supposed to feel this way, but I do feel this way. And I walked away from it. Right. I walked away from it wanting and desiring it, but unable to find that type of vulnerability in anyone because everyone that I came across afterwards was so good. And he even became kind of guarded and defensive. And, you know, it wasn't the same. Um, but that was when it was pure and when it was innocent and when it was, you know, when we were unaware, but we just kind of stumbled upon it. It was something that that's what made me realize that love was real and what it looked like. It was not sexual. You're absolutely right. It was not something that had any conditions. It was what it was. It was just a natural. It was friendship. That's what it really was. It was genuine, authentic friendship. Hello, Bakari. He says, um, listening to you guys, I've been the type of person that y'all are talking about. So I believe it's really all about personal accountability because we teach people how to love by what you allow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that's what we teach people, how we, how we love. I think that's we teach people what we're, we're, we've been taught. You know, like I think that if you've been in a in a in a, um, a situation where the love that you've been or the interpretation of love been has been skewed, then that's what you look for. You know what I mean? In my opinion, it just means that if you have a, a distorted version of love, then that's your def definition of what love is until you find what it a true love or something that's different or you. But I don't think people actually get that opportunity because they come into relationships with so much other baggage. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. 
You know, I think that because uh, we all, I definitely agree, we all come with baggage. The the first time I could say where I knew I was in the beginnings of being in love was when my baggage was seen. Uh huh. And it was accepted. It was like, go ahead, put it down. I got it. Right. Don't worry about it. Space in the back. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, look, it, it's a back room upstairs. You can put it up there. I don't care about it. You know. <laughs> they love you. Yeah, and that and is. Shit. But then you know what I have to fight is taking that baggage and beating the shit out of them with it. Like, no, don't you don't be crazy, motherfucker. Are you crazy? And I'm. <laughs> And um, I think that we do fight love, or I don't, I'm not even going to say we, I'm going to speak for myself. I think that I fight love. Why do you fight me? And, uh, ooh, I don't trust it. Not all the time. <laughs> love will make you do some fucked up shit. So <laughs> So it's not love that you don't trust. It's you that you don't trust. Hell no. I don't trust me. I don't trust the other person. I, look, it's hard to trust. Like, look, man. Like, I don't even trust Oh, you. fuck you. <laughs> Hell no. Blue, we ain't doing this shit. What? Right. <laughs> head out. Look at him. Right. Mm-hmm. We ain't doing this, Oprah. Borderline today. <laughs> <laughs> and the next question is... <laughs> Well, first, so, <laughs> this requires another week of this conversation requires another week of thought. Like you can't just. <laughs> right. I'll submit my essay on Tuesday. Right. <laughs> you post it. That should be Monday. Like this. <laughs> no, sir. I'm gonna need a drink. For this. <laughs> but I think it's a wonderful conversation, and I think mm-hmm. it's needed conversation. Christy, say something funny. <laughs> she can. She can. That's a, it's a heavy. It's a heavy. I, look, I had some funny shit to say a little while ago, but then I was like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Should I interrupt? <laughs> <laughs> the difficulty in this type of conversation is exposing what hurt you and what um what has hurt you and and all those different layers. And even me saying that that requires a certain level of give a fuck for the people that I'm surrounded <laughs> by. Not saying anything about you guys, but it just still. I've, I've never found that 100%. And, I, and I'm and i a type of person, I need to feel it 1,000%. Well, see. 100%. And it's, I, it's still, I understand. <laughs> and two of these people on here, you know, Christy and Blue, I, I share quite a bit with them. But we on live uh, shit, and it's other people. Right, right. And I, I ain't fitting to share all of that. Is it? Well, <laughs> you know what, honestly? That's where she, she touched me. What are we gonna do now? (laughs) Damn, and then you drinking and shit the next day. Hell no. This could get rough. No. no. What's the next question? It's 735. It's time to move on. So I'm not gonna talk about this shit. 
You said twice a week. Well, oh boy. I feel like I think I, I, I recognize and I hear every last one of you. This is a subject that requires, first of all, this requires a, a level of comfort to be able to go into. And it, it's very, it, you can become very naked. And not everyone is okay with being naked in public or naked in front of strangers. That little extra meat roll you ain't too proud about just fall out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> again, they make a sound, they make that little spank sound <laughs> like oops. Wise and moist. Oh my goodness. Oh, it got too much heat coming from it all of a sudden. Just imagine like dating or like being around loved ones and it's still that level of distance that you have with being that honest. That's why you have family members that just stay away because it's just trying to create that that comfort zone and creating that that open dialogue. That it could be it could be hard. And and I've recognized that, but I've recognized that as a, a as an issue. And the mm -hmm. reason why I see that is is because I think that that's why relationships don't flourish because mm -hmm. that they lack that nurturing. And that nurturing requires communication and open and honest and open and honest communication and vulnerability. And I think a lot of times what happens is, is that it's always interesting that people talk about principalities and you know they talk about duality, you know, yin and yang and balance and fire and water and up and down and life and death, but they really can't accept those that duality. And that means being able to look at the good as well as the ugly. And being able to, and even though it may be uncomfortable for you, you have to really accept that. And what happens is, is that in acceptance and accepting that that um, that part of you, you then become empowered. It no longer has that hold over you. It don't encroach you. And so it's like I think that when people, um, when they talk about relationships and love, and I'm not talking about relate, like romantic love, I'm just talking about love, love. Even between family members, when they try to avoid the person that's just like them, you know what I mean? That, that acts like them, looks like them, and or you know they don't want to uh, approach subject matters that may be sensitive because they, don't, they themselves are uncomfortable. That to me is when we supposed to have those conversations because mm -hmm. a lot of are broken and lost because they didn't have those conversations, especially in the black community when it talks about what love looks like. You know, love doesn't look like getting beat the fuck up, you know, but there's a lot of people out here that believes that. And I'm not talking about just with your fist. I'm talking about emotionally, you know what I mean? Psychologically, it doesn't look like getting beat the fuck up. But in our mind, that's what we believe, you know, that if we beat down or something, you love me. And we look for that. And that's very traumatic. And it, has a negative, it is fucking up everybody, you know? And I think because people don't have conversations like this, because of it, it is uncomfortable, like race is uncomfortable, religion is uncomfortable, but those are the conversations that you have to have. And in those conversations, you find that more people are alike than different. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. At some point, people just, you know, feel like they got to put on this mask. Yeah. No pun intended. <laughs> 
But uh, you gotta put on, you know. I make masks. It's right there. What about what? <laughs> but I like how she pointed to it. She said, right. "You have to wear no, masks." Oh, myself. Speaking of masks, you know, people put on this mask because they don't want people to know all of their secrets and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I think that if people were more open and just letting it hang out, you know what I mean? It's like speaking of secrets. Huh? Speaking of secrets. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> I brought this on eBay. <laughs> that that left titty. That bitch looking like an Amazon. <laughs> it was real strong. We're not uncomfortable with like walking around with those things, and that that makes us who we are. Like those secrets or that that hurt or that shame. Like we become accustomed to just walking around with it, not doing anything with it, not exposing it, not trying to get rid of it. Well, but the just, thing is, most of the time when people say how you doing, they don't really want to know how you doing. Right, so, right. Yeah, you know, they really so, don't. I mean, so if you decided somebody say how you doing, and you decide to tell them your story. And they looking at you like you're crazy. You know, people just don't want to expose themselves. So they just tend to keep, you know, keep it to themselves. Mm-hmm. It's like natural, naturally, it is, it's, nat- it's natural for you to say, hey, how you doing? And for you to say, oh, I'm fine. Or, you know, everything's good. You mm-hmm. know, nobody's going to be like, oh, well, I got a flat tire this morning. My dog, <laughs> you know, he got hemorrhoids and... <laughs> <laughs> and the cat thing. Oh, got him. I always love running into people like that because most people, including self, can't be that honest about what's like currently going on or what's right. wrong. I always, I know people who can just be like, "Well, bitch, my ass itch right now." And I, like, <laughs> oh, I got the damdest examples. Right. Okay, well, Bakari, you're right. Uh, <laughs> Bakar, you said so. In essence, aren't you carrying that over into the new relationship, teaching that person this is how I'm used to being in love. This is how uh, I know how to love, and that this is all I know about that. Mm-hmm. Until you thought something differently, I mm-hmm. think that yes, yeah, sometimes when you do come into relationships, but a lot of times what happens is is that people don't get into relationships; they get into situationships. And the thing is, is that you. It, relationships require one time and communication and it takes time for you to actually do it but I think that we're in an instant era and people want it to happen really fast oh, yeah, it takes time it takes time you will see somebody hop on Instagram they started dating on Monday they move in together Friday and then they they booed up they and baby baby like they've been together for years right <laughs> I mean, I think for me, well, for me, romantically, one thing that I, as I look back on the horror and the thriller and the fucking sideshow that has been my romantic past Mm -hmm. is that with each relationship, it got better. Mm. You know, it's like not only like they got better, I got better. It was like always like a little bit closer to what felt right. But I you think, know what I mean? I think and it was like, just like, 
And then I learned so much from each one that, you know, it, you got to take something with you. Because if you just go and keep fucking up over and over again, doing the same shit to everybody, then that's on you. Or if you let the same thing get done to you over and over, that's on you. So you got to take something over. Oh, my but, goodness. Uh, you okay, Mazel? Yeah, I'm trying to find my phone because I forgot it's hooked up to my speaker. And it's keep it's going to keep going off. Mm-hmm. Oh. You had something that you wanted to say? Um, I was going to say, um, I think it's important to love yourself first before you oh, yeah. think about loving somebody else. Because, I mean, if you don't know how to love you, you know, you don't know how to tell somebody how to love somebody you. else how to love you. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, you know, you get people out here that that just get into relationships, not really knowing what it is that they're really looking for. They don't know. You know, they don't even know what love looks like. They don't love themselves. So they just, you know, happy just to have somebody say they look cute today. And, you know, a lot of people don't know how to be alone. And and what happens happens is is that they get into they 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 get into these situations because of their that loneliness. They don't know how to be by themselves. And to really, because even being alone, you being loving yourself requires a, a a certain degree of honesty. You have to really be true and be vulnerable with you. And not everyone is willing to. Not everyone can look in the mirror and see themselves for themselves. You know, even when they are by themselves, they will contort or you know what I'm saying, try to shift and camouflage and shield, but not necessarily expose. Now you have to on yourself. <laughs> I've been noticing that as I look through like as I'm watching a lot of these talk shows and stuff during this moment. And you can <clears throat> insecurities eating them up inside. But they got to do the view or they got to do they got to do these interviews and they're in face to face on a camera. And I can see people's insides eating them alive because they steady fidgeting with their hair or they're trying to fix their clothes every five minutes. And they're not really comfortable in their own own space like that's I think this moment has brought that one lesson out for so many people. And I, I can see people fighting, even learning the lesson or getting the lesson. Or like getting past it because we just so we so accustomed to just putting on that, like she said, that mask uh, or that that armor that protects us from showing who we really are to people. And that and too, I think I think we're so distracted by the devices and stuff that's around us that we don't take time to ourselves. So when we're by ourselves, mm-hmm. it's like it's almost like oh my gosh, I, I'm. I'm you know, it's too quiet, or I need a TV on, or yeah. And if you're not a two, let like, me let me talk to somebody. You drive yourself crazy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Your mind talking to you and shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I want an icy pop. <laughs> you hear the pictures? You hear the pictures? Nah, but you know, I, I'm with you on that. I think that. uh that has been a great observation that you watch people do a lot of zooms and they mm-hmm. are a lot more self-conscious yeah. than usual. Right. Like, I know when I was younger, cause I've been fat my whole life. When I was younger, I used to tug on my shirt. I would, yeah. all the time I'd be doing this shit. Yeah. I'd just be doing this shit all the time. And then literally my uncle here said something that kind of liberated me from that. 
I mean, he made it as a joke, but it clicked in my head. He was like, you know, we still can see you fat, right? <laughs> <laughs> and that shit was like, huh. <laughs> and so, you know. Might as well win the pool without this bitch. I'm half stretched from now on. <laughs> you know, and then there was a point where I wouldn't smile for real. Like, because I got a gap in the over, so I would do this. Oh, then, <laughs> right. But then, you know, one day this girl, she I started laughing and I smiled and she was like, I really like your smile. And I was like, why? <laughs> and she broke down to me and it was like, I felt like silly shit. <laughs> I mean, they like. <laughs> you do. I, honestly, I lied, lied to you, not Jonathan. I was that way. <laughs> for a long time because when I grew up that wasn't the thing to have was a gap or big lips and so smile well shit you see my fifth grade picture because I had a gap and big lips and and, yeah and it was a lady it was an African woman we were at the bar and she she had a so funny it was an African girl (laughs) she had a gap too and we were at a bar and it was it was funny I'm sitting there having my drink, minding my business, trying to be, and I was smiling about something, and she stopped and said, you have a beautiful smile. You should do it more often. And she was like, what tribe are you from? And I didn't know what she meant, but I was like, but I heard her accent, so she must have, you know, did I know like where I came from? And so I was like, no, I'm from here, Baltimore and everything. But when she said, she was like, she was smiling, and then she asked me to smile, and I really, I literally was like, silly. I had right. the biggest, goofiest. <laughs> right. And that I smiles all the time. I wouldn't yeah. smile hard. He is all in your mouth. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, because I love women with gaps. Oh my God. I love, love it. And, um, uh, no, but it's like, shit, I remember when I first shaved my head. That was some freeing shit. I knew my ass was going bald. I was holding on like a bitch. <laughs> I was going to the barbershop once a week. That I was paying $125 a month to mm. keep my head cut a certain way. So, I, And then when I cut this shit off, I was like, mm, freedom. <laughs> it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, we all, I, yeah, I agree. I, I was agree. a wonderful 75 minutes about love. <laughs> I, <laughs> I enjoyed it, but we are going to move along with the cocktail questions. And so mm-hmm. our next question is a controversial question that I wanted Karen to be, uh, Aunt Kay to be here for, but she wasn't, but I'm going to ask the question. As a matter of fact, I might save it for her. Um, the question that I'm going, you know what? I'm going to the fun stuff. What do you prefer? Ah, let me get to this part. Big ass, no titties. Big titties, no ass. Which one? Big ass, no titties, or big titties, no ass? Me personally, I don't want to have to deal with none of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> perfectly honest with you. 
Because you a dude with big titties and no ass. Big ass and no titties. I don't want to have to deal with none of that. None of that shit. You walk around here, a grown ass man with hips. Fuck no. <laughs> we just better talk about well. that. <laughs> oh, you feel judged, don't you, <laughs> Nate, you feel judged over there. You said, fuck that, I got ass and titties, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know because I was breastfed. I don't know what it is. But I don't even, it was a meme of an old lady that was like going through it because we was in uh, quarantine. But I've always liked just titties. I don't know what it is. I don't even want to touch them. I just love watching yeah. the ladies get like <laughs> a loose blouse. You just want a motherfucker to Right, I don't know what it is. And not even like, like porn titties are like nasty to me because they're greasy and shiny. But just like a lady in like a nice blouse, that, like, I don't know what it is. Peekaboo titty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. That's that's when the titty sometimes it'll pop out a little bit, just show a little bit, and then it go back in like a like a cuckoo. Yeah, that's a little that's a little slither of it. I think it was my fourth grade teacher. She had like the cone titty, and I I don't know. I'm inappropriate in my mind. Oh, this is titties, the pointy, the pointy titty bras. Yeah, she had the pointy titty bras. Oh shit! Because I could just imagine the 1950s. Like, I don't know. What's her name? Aphrodite Z or some shit like that? Where she would shoot her titties at you and they would be missiles. <laughs> oh shit! Oh. Uh, damn, what was the transoid Z? <laughs> it was a transoid Z. It was Aphrodite Z or something like that. It's so funny. Missile titties. Yeah. Missile, missile titties. I like the titties. Um, I'm going to say, I, I'm, I, I can't say I like, I, it has to be a healthy blend of both. I don't like big anything. Like, well, that's a lie. I was going to say, I'm going to single one right off the top of my head. <laughs> I like medium size. <laughs> I like medium sized titties and medium sized ass. I think too much. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'll. And now, if I had to choose, I'd choose a big ass over a small ass. But yeah, yeah if I had to do it, a healthy blend of both: mid ass, mid titties. Yeah, mid titties. You can get a handful with enough of it hanging out. You get a mouthful, mouthful with enough of it hanging out. Mid ass is the same thing. It ain't too much. It ain't all over the place. You ain't all over the place. That's it's it. a too big titty. That's just somebody can roll over on that motherfucker. That's See, and I think that's my issue. In my family, titties are big. <laughs> titties is real big in my family. Like they got them, them ones where they had to go to We Fit and get them double XL on. And so, you know, I, I don't really need all that, but uh, ass will make me stop traffic, man. It, it'll make me turn. I knew a chick one time, she wore a size N, bro. Mm-hmm. See, that's my fact. That, mm, young, old, they all got them like that. Like, I know somebody that was a J. You spent her life on her stomach, because that shit sounded like it was heavy. You were N? First of all, you don't get dark spots on a damn stomach or light spots, whichever way you want to look at it. <laughs> the titties was laying on her stomach the whole time. 
She had to clean her fucking titties out like a like a lint like the lint trap in a dryer because it was like food particles and shit would be down that motherfucker. She had to like she, mm. <laughs> you got a whole popcorn shrimp down that bitch. Oh. <laughs> well, mm. all right, next, <laughs> yeah, next. Y'all like what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, they was, they was I'm imagining my mind what an end look like. That's what it is. Mm. But I'm not trying to imagine that. <laughs> the next do you prefer or what, yeah, is big balls, little meat, big meat, little balls. Big meat, little balls. I wouldn't want no fucking, fucking big balls and a little bit of <laughs> Shit, then you ain't got no meat because this shit, the bowl's going to overtake the motherfucker. No. <laughs> Hell no. If that bitch look like, if, if that shit look like a man of stars, she's keeping out a motherfucker. I agree. That bitch looking like a motherfucking turtle that motherfucker sitting up there looking like a I had a guy with <laughs> I thought this motherfucker had an Audi. This motherfucker's in my, oh no, that's, that's, that's trench. <laughs> like, hey. <laughs> It looked he like this. Inside. He just doesn't know it. Aww, it looked like. Yeah, that's not balls, good. That's not good. His balls look like my fist and his penis look like my finger. <laughs> you should look like the statue of David. Like, no. Uh, oh, no. Yeah. I don't know if that was a hernia penis. No. or anything, but I know it was disgusting to look at and I didn't want to touch it. No. So it looked like it's clean. Get a, get a <laughs> it looked like it's painful. And it looked like I didn't want anything to come from it. <laughs> hell no. Hell no. <laughs> mm, it's like busting a bump. <laughs> so my thing is this now this is this is for you, Mizel. When you have sex with a man with a small penis and you get pregnant, is that like cursing your child? Like your boy? Yes, girl. <laughs> You just hope your girl don't have no boys. Or hope she hook up with somebody that got some shit going on. Cause uh, I always wanted to know that. Like, you know, because I've I've known some girls that dated guys and I know the guys weren't working with much, but they had children. And and, uh, I have dealt with that situation myself in my day. But uh, uh, I'm at a point in my life now that if you ain't got the tools for the job, I'm sorry, I'm gonna hire somebody else. <laughs> Do you say something to them? Like, have you said I mean, something? What the fuck to them? can you say? What, what can you really say? They can't. They can't get no extra. Now, what you? Now you can. You can pussy <laughs> put around the motherfucker. <laughs> you can pussy put around the shit and be like, you know, why don't we just get us some toys or you know some shit like that? And then if the motherfucker ain't in that shit, then you pretty much like playing a guitar on the late night after you finish. <laughs> Which. That that mm. and eventually look. I'm at to say something. I'm gonna say something. Like, look at here, bruh. So another okay. So moving on. Please. That wasn't please. for the guys. The guys didn't need to ask that. That was that was plus girls. Um and I <laughs> and this one ain't for the guys either. I mean, unless you I mean I mean they might um, be winning. You never know. I'ma give I'ma give this one for the guys. Shaved cat or bald cat? 
Which mm, I'ma eat either way. Huh? I'ma eat either way. Oh. Bad carpet or hardwood floors. Got <laughs> <laughs> answer for that, Brett? <laughs> yeah, as long as it's clean, I'm good. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I like it. I must have to say. Hey, look, I got a beard. We just fluff each other. Mm-hmm. Like two jelly curls by the time. So I'm, I'm gonna say that it has to be. I like lightly carpeted, not fully carpeted. You want you want that? Well, I ain't never seen. I ain't never been with somebody that had all off Afro down there. But you know. no, not like the seventies. I don't know. Mm-hmm. They just had different different shit going on then. I ain't seen. I didn't it. Where, you know where it's just a a, a, a coating of hair. It, it wasn't like a whole little. Ugh. Yeah, I ain't never yeah. seen that either. I have, and it ain't oh. pretty. I mean, well, it's not. It's not even that it's not pretty because it's just hair. And <laughs> yeah, well, if you got four C hair on your on your joint, and it look like flies on a sticky trap down that bitch. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker, that shit is not appealing. Uh, uh, that motherfucker start training that shit or something. Adrian, Adrian said he prefers bald. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. I feel like if it's coming out your drawers or if it's changed your, your underwear pattern, then it's a problem. But I, I ain't seen that yet. Wait a minute. You said what? What are we talking about? Like if the head coming out your drawers, like out your pants. Oh, on the sides and shit? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You took it too far. Yeah, I ain't never had. I was talking about where it's just a little, you know, kind of like a little. Yeah, it's on there. It's on there. Lightly confident. Yeah. Dense. Tight yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you ain't got the part nothing. You're not like Moses going through there. You just. <laughs> <laughs> and it hasn't, uh, you know. I'm gonna say it hasn't curled. I don't yeah, want that. exactly. It's, it's it's a it's a crew cut. Um, Says <laughs> <laughs> she got a fade on that joint. <laughs> um, yeah, that would be fine. Um, for us ladies, the question is: curved meat or straight meat? Straight. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to say all me. I am That's not going because if you know what to do with it, <laughs> if you know what to do with it, it really don't matter. That's yeah, what, I like the I like that down. one. I like that one that go up. I like that one that go down. Like that one go to left. Like that one go to uh, you know. And if you and you accommodate them, you know, you you get your neck right. You gotta go, go to the, the side, side on that motherfucker. You gotta. <laughs> you gotta go up. You know, <laughs> Look, you want to like this? <laughs> you got to go down on that. You, you gotta go up, you know. <laughs> One of them boomerangs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, you know, uh, y'all need to stop. You know? That's how a bitch gonna get arthritis in the neck. I'm gonna walk around with a strong ass neck muscle and shit. Like why your why your neck wider than your head? The last question is: big nipples, little nipples. I just like nipples. <laughs> no. I don't want no big nipples. I didn't see that shit. Well, not on no man. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I to say I like big, big, big areolas. This motherfucker with, 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 nah, grapefruit size. I want to see your nipples. I want to see your nipples. Show your nipples. Grapefruit. 
If it looked like the size of this finger, I don't want like a coconut bra. <laughs> 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 okay, next cocktail question. Oh, this is from uh Cable, yeah, who's not here, but I'm gonna you do this question anyway. How do you prepare your greens for the holidays? This nigga trying to get a recipe. Mm-hmm. Right. I boil them. <laughs> in water cooked. <laughs> well, first I use a pot. <laughs> right. Um, and boil. I don't. I've, I've learned to like them almost close to what they are. Like I don't like them boiled down to like mush. Shit. You want them crunchy? You want them crunchy? Yeah, I like them a little firm now. No damn crunchy ass greens. Grandma's <laughs> be heavy. Oh, yeah. I, just I like them greens that melt in your mouth. It's just good. good. And yes. it's greens I like. I want a crunchy ass mm-hmm. green. Now, cabbage, I do like my cabbage to still have a little crunch. Yeah, Lord, yeah. But I don't want my greens being on that because greens is tough as shit anyway. Not, not as tough as cabbage can be because I like my cabbage like almost raw. But I. I can't. Look, I I just don't want the mushiness. Of you the can't go eat sauerkraut. Pretty I mean, sauerkraut uh, coleslaw. Yeah, well, that's why I love coleslaw. That's why I love it. I love coleslaw. Mm. Oh, no, I want my greens cooked, man. I want them things to. Mine tender. Mm-hmm. Some smoked turkey in it. Mm. Get you some turkey butts. Yes, the turkey butts is raw, but the little thing mm. on it. Yeah, ooh, what you talking about? Think you think you're eating pork when you ain't? So can I tell y'all something? First of all, I think both of y'all are disgusting. <laughs> if you didn't eat any greens from either one of us, then what I messed up is all the eggs going to turn your nose up at our turkeys. You need to stop. Mm. Well, I, let me tell you, that's not the first thing. Let me tell you. So you turning your nose up at ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because not every ass what? is worth eating. It's a turkey <laughs> tail. Oh, it's a tail. And and guess and, and now I'm not. I'm, that's not the only thing that I judge people on. Not that, I, and I'm not actually judging y'all because I like the fact that y'all eat some butt. But I will say this: if you eat, yeah, on uh-huh. you too, Christy. You like to lick some butt too. Sure it is. <laughs> sure it is. But, but what I will say is, is that. Um, if you eat, what's that? Uh, uh, um, what's that? Cream chip, chip beef, cream chip beef. Oh, oh yeah. I don't eat that. With the biscuit, they be eat, they be selling. They have it with the biscuit <laughs> and the. Uh, <laughs> 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 I don't know, Cause I think I had it one time and one too bad. <laughs> it really wasn't my thing, <laughs> but you know, it wasn't bad. Chip <laughs> beef is another type of. That might have been back when Bob's Big Boy was open. <laughs> that was sausage gravy. That wasn't no damn chip beef. <laughs> yeah, that was. That don't even look right. You eat chip beef, you know what you ate. That shit is awful. <laughs> it is awful, and anybody that eat it, I think, is a new level of nasty. They got cream in them or something. I, don't, I feel cream. like if you eat it, then you got you was raised by a woman that was eighty five years old. 
That's how I feel about people who eat scrap food. I think something, I think you that are psychic. Blow your fucking blood pressure through the goddamn ceiling. I think there's so much salt in that shit. Chip beef? No, spam. Oh, I don't like spam. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. I was re- I grew up on spam and I after I could my gra- yeah, my grandmother made me a spam egg and cheese sandwich quick. Hey, but I ain't gonna lie. that bitch be good with the with the egg and the che- it do because you fry that joint just right where it's like it's brown, it's kind of like crunchy, crunchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that shit used to be good, but mm-hmm. or you could slice it with tomatoes and mayonnaise and lettuce and shit. You sure got a lot of recipes for this shit. I did. <laughs> I, I, ain't gonna, I ain't gonna act like I ain't no damn spam. I'm just saying <laughs> to this point right now, eating some damn spam, that should have blown my fucking. No, I'm good. I ain't gonna be able to do yeah. it. That's a lot of damn sodium. That's the um, food. I don't want to eat. I can't do it. I will tell you food? this. That's flavor food. Okay. Yeah, Bam? I thought that was World War II. <laughs> what? Yeah, that was close enough. We were still slaves back then. We <laughs> I hate that term, slavery food. It is. Because That's people go to a whole other country and eat that shit that poor people eat, and we don't talk about it. We don't go in mm-hmm. on it. We don't call it slave food. We eat it and talk about how good it was. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But here we like, oh, it's slave food. What's slave food? Any food black people eat pretty much. I don't think anything, but it's how white people start eating it, and then it becomes oh, it's a delicacy. Oh, absolutely, because their asses didn't eat kale, they didn't eat collards, they didn't eat none of that shit. Now it's a superfood that they have twenty five recipes for. Right, (laughs) a fucking motherfucker got a goddamn collard green casserole. If you don't get the hell out of here, they'll talk about how soul food will kill you, but southern food is good for you and it's comfort food. Got time for that shit. Mm-hmm. This is ones like the scrapple or stuff like scrapple I mean, is Amish. They ain't got nothing to do with black people. Well, scrapple is just good. good. I, I told you, but scrapple I don't scrapple no more. I, I I found out they got a turkey scrapple. And I don't uh, eat scrapple. First, scrapple. first of all, I don't eat scrapple because uh, it scraps, and what? I don't want it. And I don't mean. Everybody. I don't eat it all the time. I mean, shit, I just discovered that they had this shit. I just decided to try it. Yeah, the only thing, honestly, honestly, what stopped me from eating a lot of that was my mom, and that was when she transitioned to Islam. And so yeah. a lot of that diet was... And I tell you, you know what I'm trying to say. What? I have quite a few Muslim friends, and they all go in about not eating pork, don't eat pork, pork is the devil, and then sit there with a a whole gang of shrimp, lobsters, and crabs and shit. And I'm like, isn't shell food on that list too? Mm-hmm. Well, see, that's different. that's different. That's different. Any, any scavenger, any different. My ass. That's different. That's different. Mm-hmm. That's, like, thing- that's like going to eat buzzard. Like buzzard. You know what I say? You ain't never heard nobody say, boy, when I get a piece of that damn buzzard, mm-mm-mm. I ain't never heard nobody eat no damn buzzard. Well, you got to actually, be awful hungry to go get a buzzard. Actually, Christy. Buzzard. First of all, actually, actually, Christy, I've I've actually had I baked a nice buzzard um, in my kitchen. You know, I've been even buzzard. there to get that big motherfucker in the goddamn oven. <laughs> that's a 14 foot wingspan. <laughs> this 
Next time I'm on 83 and see all them buzzes, I'm going to just see blue under there with a the little pellet gun. Right. Being that based in the wings, I'm out. <laughs> I cook for y'all. The hell you do? Like a leg, like a person's leg. You just got <laughs> Give me some more butter, Joe. <laughs> I, I have another cocktail question for you, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Chickens and turkeys. Chickens and turkeys are scavengers. I still see them. him in the kitchen with the buzzards. <laughs> <laughs> with a scolded ass roller. pot of tea. He got, a, he, got a, he got a paint roller on it. <laughs> Come on, give me some more butter. <laughs> <laughs> How many tubs? How many and then times? The next time you see him, the next party we go to, he got a fucking buzzard of buzzards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that motherfucker looking like Chief Nagawa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. My stomach hurts. Oh, man. Mm. You are stupid. <laughs> so, next cocktail question. <laughs> is one that was given by Miss Mazel. How long is too long to be with someone before you get married? When, when, the baby, when, when the baby get married, I think that's a little too long. <laughs> you said what? <laughs> when, when your babies get married, that's the kind yeah. of... <laughs> Yeah, that's too well. <laughs> that's a little bit too long. <laughs> just a, a little bit when too long. When, when, when your best man is your grown ass child, like that's, yeah. I think you're pushing it now. I think, yeah. I think that's a little too late. So y'all probably just stay the fuck together. <laughs> 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 These Shout out to my uncle Phil. All his, all of their fucking children with their fucking bridesmaids and groomsmen. Shout out. <laughs> the grandkids, the great grandkids and shit. Like y'all they got some still friends. No, that means. <laughs> <laughs> and look, and look, and then they be divorced by the next, <laughs> next six months. Baby, I can't stand that motherfucker. Yeah, you should just stay out. for thirty-seven years. <laughs> it be like that, though. And fourteen grandkids. What the fuck? It be like that. It gets like that. <laughs> that was the magic. That's how they kept the magic in their life, right? Because I'm really single. I'm really single. Right, I'm single for real, so I can do what the fuck I want. <laughs> so I'm going out tonight. Look, I, I ain't got no motherfucking rings on my goddamn thing. I'm going out. <laughs> So how long? How long is too long to be with a person before you get married? I don't know, because I'd have been in some long age relationships before, so mm-hmm. I can't I ain't want to talk. I don't believe in marriage, so okay. That was a long ass silence. We were waiting on you, Nate. <laughs> and shit. <laughs> I mean, I've I've been in a five year relationship and I've been married before, but I I think anything over like five years, because normally like you establishing and you building, but it really just depends how old you are. Like a younger person, I think they should wait longer. 
But as you get older, I think anything over like two to five years, if nobody's yeah, made a second year, you like, um, so when you gonna get my ring? <laughs> right. But if you gotta tell somebody, I got a Montgomery Ward credit card. <laughs> it's Montgomery Ward. <laughs> oh, you old, you old, old. This motherfucker said, <laughs> I got a Montgomery Ward credit card. What? Mm. <laughs> what do you mean? It's <laughs> been out of business for 30 years. <laughs> Please invite me to that wedding. You ain't never lied. They register at mm-hmm. Montgomery Wards and Heckages. <laughs> oh, I'm coming. Please they are catered by King's Court. <laughs> <laughs> the reception is at King's Court. He's caught them goddamn hot ass rolls. The reception gonna be over at Horn and Horn. You had to wait for that carousel to go around for you to catch the food and shit. That damn cafeteria shit. But it was pretty though. My greedy age, look, it was just food spinning everywhere. Up. You just walked all metallic. They had that shit at the back of the fucking spot. So you was walking in and then you see that shit. It was like it had the golden glow on that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like, oh, look at the macaroni and cheese. That's <laughs> Man, they used to fuck that macaroni and cheese up, boy. You mm. get like three people on that bitch. They was like, they, they had to chase that shit down. You cutting in front of people like, wait a minute, I'm trying to get the macaroni and cheese. You like you try to catch a fucking train. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold, hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Mama got distracted and ran up in the fucking kitchen. <laughs> uh, this is why I look forward to Fridays. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody that is watching, by all means, join in. For all of those that have joined in and that have commented, commented. Um, Goddamn! Yes. That's the word they call. I've had I've had one too many drinks, and so this is the cocktail social. So you know, I, I drink mine. Shit, gone. If I have yeah, a mine uh, too, I know. Shit. Yeah, I've had more than my share of the bubbly, but I'm okay. So for all those that have joined in, <laughs> thank you for joining in. Adrian Bakari and Brandon and some other individuals. Thank you for all of you that are watching. By all means, feel free to comment. Um, we are this conversation has been absolutely hilarious. That first conversation was absolutely deep, and I'm gonna put a pin in that because I think we still need to revisit it. But I'm not gonna I'm gonna wait until everybody is okay with being naked. And it's not Gemini season. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> and uh, but I you want to go into cancer season with that conversation? Fuck no. Uh-uh. I want to go into Leo season with that conversation. Okay, we can wait till Leo season. Yeah. <laughs> That's yes. Anyway. <laughs> Would you or should you stay in a relationship if infertility was an issue? Would well, I think you, it, I think it depends in a relationship. I think it depends on <clears throat> who wants. I feel like if if 
like say for instance, it's the female that can't have children, then I feel like if children and she can't have children, I feel like they should have that discussion. Or, you know, um, I know of a situation where the guy, the girl wants children, but the guy doesn't want any more children. But they're really close. So it's like, you know, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of difficult because it's like, you know, you don't want to drag anybody along and, you know, they want to have, you know, want to have kids or want, you know, and it's something that you can't give them, you know, mm-hmm. it, you know, I, I just think that it, it definitely has to, has to be discussed amongst the two of them. And if they say it's okay, just know that sometimes it's not. So they can say, oh yeah, just to keep the person, oh, well, it's okay if you don't want to have children. And then, you know, years down the line, and now there's a bunch of resentment and, you know, a whole bunch of other stuff going on. So I just think it needs to be discussed, no matter who it is. Um, well, I think it definitely needs to be talked about uh, in the beginning. Like, you should put your um, desires out there. But that was one of my biggest regrets is not pursuing a relationship because that person wanted children and I was like, fuck that. But I, I think that like over time you like you may get down to it. But like she said, you don't want to make nobody wait till they can't have children. To, right. And, to yeah. Me. And then you'd be like, oh, what are you doing now? It's like, bitch, I'm 75. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 114, bitch. You won't <laughs> I'm 114. Ask me about some motherfucking children. <laughs> <laughs> this is old, old. <laughs> first of all, if you if you have some, first of all, if you have baby with somebody that's 114, that shit ain't nothing but baby gonna out get social security checks. If they <laughs> wait that long. Them babies gonna come out already fucking grown. <laughs> <laughs> it could be, be a syndrome at that point. That's a syndrome waiting to happen. That motherfucker just pop out already 76. Oh, so Because <laughs> 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 you know, I don't I know some people that waited till they was like like had kids like when they was old. I ain't talking about like, you know, now, you know, 40s and new 30s, so they say. But I'm talking about some people who was like old when they had their kids. And the the kid, even though it was a toddler, it was old as shit. Like the kid was just mm-hmm. old as shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's sitting there with his fucking lunchbox and shit, all this shit all neat and shit. Got his little bow tie on, his little khaki jacket and shit. <laughs> everybody, everybody who I know that waited until like their early 40s, they have a certain level of patience for children. I'm not saying that's the best time to raise children, but it just seemed like they are more organized and more yeah. like. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that I, that's what I was going to say. I was think I would think that first of all, the question was like, if you would you stay in a relationship if infertility, infertility was an issue, and I would, um, because I don't think I think that there's always options, okay. and I think that. And, and, and you got, uh, you know, there's adoption. There's, sur- there's, you know, you can open a relationship up. You can have someone surrogate your um, your child. You know, someone act as a surrogate parent and carry the child for you. So I think that 
See, that's the one that I, I, I don't think I could do. That surrogacy, I don't, I don't think, I don't. Mm -mm. I would now be being in a relation, gay relationship. I would do it. You know, <laughs> I, I think you, you have to have that certain person that you feel comfortable with, and it's the way you would do it. You know, you could do artificial mm -hmm. insemination, or you could actually do sex, but. It depends on who, and I've actually contemplated that, like, but I, my standard of who I would want to have a child with, because I wouldn't want that, I would want a child, if I was having it with um, my partner, I would not want to have a child that they didn't agree upon the person, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. it would have to be with someone that we both agreed would be a good parent, a good mother for our child. Um, but I would definitely, and honestly, because I wouldn't want it to be a selfish situation, I would give him the option of having a baby for himself as well, because I wouldn't, you know what I mean? Like not saying that we would have two, you know, that's your baby. That's my baby. But to actually have that, to have that, um, that opportunity. Cause I think that in gay relationships a lot of times with that they miss out they want to have children mm -hmm. but they don't think of those options for themselves they think that it's and honestly a lot of like i mean a lot of gay men and lesbian females have created children together a lot of transgender that person to maintain being a mother in that time that do you want that person to be the mother for that child like are they going to stay in the child's life if they want to I would allow it. I wouldn't see why not, because I think that that would be only fair that they would know who their mother is. And I think that I would I'll be honest, you know, I'm in a gay relationship, but me and your mom are me and your mom, but we are your fathers. So I would, you get what I mean? I, I would have that conversation. I think it's a, um, a unique conversation to have, but I don't think I would be opposed to having it. Yeah, because there'd be some questions, because you know the kids are black. That's weird to me because when people think of surrogacy, they just think of somebody having a baby for you and that's it. That was to me, that was that's a weird part because I've been asked, I had a, a lesbian best friend and she asked me, but they didn't want me to be the father. And that was one of the reasons that I was like, I couldn't do it because I didn't, I, I, I as a man could not know I have a child out there and not be a part of their life. But at the same time, do you want to be in the life or do they want you in it? Like, all oh, that's weird to me. I don't think I, I would rather adopt than to do surrogates. But I think that there is, for me, adoption that still has that, you know, where did I come from? Who am I for real? Yeah. You know what I mean? And so you still have to ask, answer those questions. And even though you have a person that you may be given your, um, opening your home up to, which is fine. You don't know, you know, you may know something about the child, but you may not know everything about that child's biological family. And mm -hmm. so you're opening yourself up to that. And I think to me, that is a risk that I'm like, okay, I could take it if I had that option. But if I had an option of doing surrogate before adopting, I probably would do the surrogacy first and save the adoption for something later. Um, I think I'm more comfortable with the adoption or, or foster parent route 
only because my mother was a foster parent and she adopted children. So I think because I know more about that. And then the other side, this seems like what if at one point they want to take the child or you fighting over like parental. And that can happen again with adopted children. But it's rare. It's more rare. But I think even with surrogacy, it's a contract. So it's like you, yeah, you basically are signing. You're not necessarily like it's up to the parents that may say, you know, <clears throat> I will allow you to be in our child, you know, our child's life. And the only reason why I would do that is because if I had a girl, a daughter, I would want her to know her mother. I would want her to have a female in her life outside of just my sister or the females that I have in my life. Mm-hmm. And if I had a son, I would want him to know his mother. You know, I don't want him to have this construed idea that his duty, his two daddies gave birth to him. Right? No, there was a female involved. It's just that. <laughs> Which one of you gave birth to me? Uh, uh. <laughs> Go ask your mother. <laughs> a question for next week. But I just I'm interested in because it's kind of similar to that to this conversation. But if you're if you say you had a child with somebody else in like another relationship and now you've married to someone else, are you comfortable giving that child the new say it's the husband, the new husband's name? Are you comfortable with doing that? Or do you think that child should still keep their old father's name? No matter what, like the, the the way that old parent was, would you be comfortable changing your child's name? I was watching the story on Eve on um, Real Housewives of Atlanta, and she was like pressed to give her daughter the new husband's name because she didn't have a good relationship with the father. And I just felt like that was weird. Yeah, that's a little spiteful. Mm-hmm. Now, if if it's a situation like, say, for instance, the um the father is deceased, or you know something like that, then you know, yeah, you. I don't. I don't think it's a problem with giving them the name. But if they have a father that's active in their life, then mm-hmm. you know, I think they should keep his name. You know, like that's still his child. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, my socialites, we've come to the end of our another wonderful show. Oh, no! I actually do want to actually touch bases on that conversation next week. So I want you to send that, put that in the chat room. Um, and for everyone that has been following, join us next week for another cocktail social. Make sure that you have your cocktails ready. If you have any questions that you'd like us to talk about on the show, by all means, send them to us at the Cocktail Social Show on, on Facebook or Be Exposed Radio or any or any one of the socialites. You can you know ask them the question and we'll bring it up on the show. Um, by, uh, as with always, you know, I do appreciate you following us and we will see you next week. Enjoy your Memorial Day. Cook out everybody and we will, I will be seeing y'all after these messages. Bye! I'm the